Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole worlds. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Welcome, everyone. To another episode of Wayne's Storytime <laughs> <laughs> of the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the Millennial Podcast. I'm going with that. It's nice. Yeah, you stuck it on the cover art, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run with that now. In case you haven't noticed, so everyone can see our mugs on uh, iTunes now. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. We are we're iTunes famous. <laughs> Click click throughs have dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I blame you. Just saying. Hey. Saw your face. They're like, nah. I uh, cleverly placed the logo over your face, slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, welcome to a powerful nonsense podcast. Uh, if you are listening for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. I am Jim Yildiz. And you had to think about that for a second there. I had a dramatic pause. <laughs> oh, it's a dramatic pause. Sorry. Yeah, it was. Sorry, sorry. Did you not? Do you want, do you want to you go not, again? Did you not feel the drama? No, I didn't. Do you want to go again? And I am Jem Yildiz. That was beautiful. Is that nice? Yeah, that's great. Cool. You should do uh, voiceover. Who knows? Who freaking I don't want to steal the work from you, Wayne. No, that's right. That's right. Available WayneIngram.com. Co.uk. Co.uk. UK. Not worldwide yet. Coming soon. Hashtag plug fail. <laughs> 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 don't search for that hashtag that might not end well for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry i surprised myself then <laughs> that was a good one um so uh today <laughs> we are gonna have a discussion about freedom control control lack of it why we need it yeah. Why we want it. Why maybe our lifestyles are not moving us towards the things we want, the control we want, all that jazz. What he said. Um, so it'll be an interesting one. It's, we're, we're, it's something that we talk about a lot. It's one of the kind of key things behind why we talk about what we talk about on this show. Uh, freedom is ultimately the goal. I think it's a human driver, to be honest. I yeah. think psychologically, I think a lot of people want to feel that they have control over their lives. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, we're in a bloody stone in the middle of a universe spinning around and we think we have control, but there's a lot of probably stuff that are yeah. way bigger than ourselves. <coughs> but I think... Excuse me, sorry. Hell, Wayne. Sorry. 
It's all that moon dust I was talking about. I know, right? <laughs> I was just thinking of all the all that moon dust <laughs> spinning around in the solar system and yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Control yourself. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was just sort of saying that I think it is a bit of a uh, human. Are you going to go again? No, no, I'm good. Just got the tickly nose sensation. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> As I was saying, I think it's a bit of a human drive that people want to feel in control of their lives, and I think actually a lot of the stress that we have nowadays is actually through this idea that I think a lot of people feel out of control or feel that somebody else is in the sort of steering seat of their lives, and mm. so. I think that causes a lot of anxiety as well. And I think that a lot of what we talk about is this idea that if you are wanting to feel more in control of your life and what you do, I think you kind of have to look at other ways of kind of working in terms of like starting businesses or mm. becoming creative. I think even like even in controlling, you might have a job and feel like that is in control because you're, you're getting paid. But actually, do you feel in control of the work you're producing? Right. Are you doing something that kind of connects with you? And even that, like for one person, a role feels in control, but you could be doing the same job as someone else, but they feel out of control because mm. it's not kind of ticking the boxes of what they want from life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think um, ultimately, when you think about it, one of the reasons that we end up doing the jobs that we don't want to do is counterintuitively because we want more freedom and control. Uh, because what society has been built around is this idea that money gives you freedom. And so what we're doing is we are working these jobs and these things that we don't want to do um, for money, which therefore will then create us more freedom. But the problem is, is it's this constant battle because also to survive you also need to spend money so you're sacrificing your freedom for survival and then you're surviving in order to go to the job in order to get more money in order to get more freedom but you're spending the money on survival and then it just becomes mm -hmm. this cycle um unless you really start to manage both uh what you're doing with your time and also what you're doing with your money and that's ultimately the the two aspects to your freedom is time and money. Yeah, I think you make a really good point. And money definitely, I think, is what most people use as a metric to say, okay, if I have more of this, I'll have more control. And mm. I think it's not always the case because you can be making a lot of money but have very little control of the other aspect, like right. you said, which is your time. And I think I think a lot of people, when you talk about freedom, I think if you say, okay, what does freedom mean to you or to me? I think for me, anyway, is this idea that you have control over how you spend your time. Mm -hmm. And not all the time do you need to have like maximal money to do that, but to have the choice to say, okay, this morning, Wayne, come over at my, to mine at 9.30 in the morning, we're going to sit and do some podcasts. Mm -hmm. Like for me, that is a level of freedom because right. for a lot of people, that is a choice that is not possible mm -hmm. or it seems like it's not possible. But at the same time, I'm not a mega multimillionaire who can kind of say, oh, well, I don't need to go into work today because mm -hmm. I can just make a podcast. And I think I think a lot of the time people chase money as a reason to get them that freedom, which is why sometimes people stay in shitty jobs is obviously yeah. because they are thinking, well, actually, if I can just earn all that money up front now and then later on I can have the freedom rather than actually... It kind of goes a bit back to our sort of idea of like minimal viable living. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the time... Um, you can live freer with less money sometimes because obviously you have certain costs that you need to cover. But actually, yeah. I think if you said once before, like, would you rather be the person who earns 
I don't know, 70 grand a year, mm-hmm. but has like very little time is doing like seven till seven every day. Or do you want to be the person who earns 30 grand a year, but actually can, I don't know, does like three days a week and also has time to kind of see their family and stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of it comes down to that as well. I think that's a really important point in terms of how you feel in control and what are you what are you doing that you think is giving you or is going to give you the illusion of control later on? Yeah. And to kind of like question that. Yeah. It's funny that you bring, uh, bring that up. Cause I was actually having a conversation with my dad last week and, um, <clears throat> he was saying how, um, and he's not wrong to say it at all, but he was like, Oh, I think he said, I think your path's going to take you on a completely different direction, um, to where you think you want to be, but ultimately you're going to be where you where you ultimately want to be. Um, he said in that, he said, I don't think you're going to be an actor. He was like, I think you're going to be doing all of this stuff and you're going to keep your acting going, but you're just going to be doing your acting on the side. He's like, because there are going to be so many opportunities open to you with, with other things that you're, that you're not going to want to pursue the acting as hard. I said, well, that's where you're wrong. He was like, well, what do you mean? He said, cause all of these opportunities are opening up to you and there's opportunity to earn more money. I said, yeah, but dad, I would much rather leave the money on the table in order to have the freedom. I was like, if I wanted these opportunities that you're talking about to have opened up, they would have opened up by now because I know that I'm good at what I do. So I would have pushed for them. If yeah, I, yeah, but I don't want that life. Mm-hmm. I don't want that life. Mm-hmm. I want the life of being an actor. So every choice I make as it turns to work is how is this going to benefit my acting career? Mm-hmm. the PA job that I now do as the day job was a, was less time commitment in terms of hours I had to be there than the previous day job. But it, but there's the workload is much, much higher, but the money is also significantly higher and I'm in a much better financial position than I was before. Cause I, and, and the reason I made that choice because I was essentially sacrificing time. The reason I made that choice was because I was like, well, I have the time right now and things aren't moving forward as quickly as I would like them to. So time is not the lack of time is not my problem. It's probably the lack of investment that I can make in my career. So I went for the higher pay grade so that I could invest more money into my career um, to have more of the lifestyle that I want. Um, But I was also really certain to make sure that I didn't give up too much time because then which, which you know, I would have been even better off. I could be earning a lot more than I am now if I had said, you know what, I'm going to do X amount of days per week. But I was like, no, I only want to do three. No more than three. Mm-hmm. Because if I do more than three, then I don't have the time to pursue what I want to pursue. And that is the difference, I think, between pursuing the money for the sake of the freedom but forgetting about why you're ultimately doing it. Yeah, I think you've got to that point where your actual choices are kind of leading to the thing you want. Whereas I think a lot, I think a lot of people are less strategic about it. Mm. I think a lot of people are probably in that camp of, well, I'm not really too sure what I'm aiming for. I know what I right. kind, I know what I kind of want, which right. means that the choices you make are a lot more difficult because yes. then it's kind of it's true. Because I, then I suppose because let's not deny here whatever lifestyle you want, no matter what degree of freedom you want, you're going to have to work for for it. Mm -hmm. Um, You're never going to be in a position where you can just sit back and relax ever. Even if you are the CEO 
of a, or the founder of a multi-billion dollar company, you are still going to have to work because you're going to have to deal with the problems that come to you because the executives have gone fucked up. <laughs> mm-hmm. For example, you, you're not going to ever get away with not working. It's a fallacy that is kind of talked about all the time. You're always going to have to work. And ultimately, even if you didn't have to work, let's say that was true and you never had to work and you had all the money in the world, you'd get so bored you'd work anyway. Yeah, you would get depressed. You, you'd find yeah. some passion project and you'd end up working anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So um, the difficulty for a lot of people is knowing what to work on and what to work towards. And that's the bit that I can't, I can never talk about really because I have no idea because I've always known what I've wanted to do. Um, but I think that is the difficult bit is, is what what are you wanting your freedom in order to achieve? And I think once you know that, then you can start being strategic. Yeah, and I do think that a lot of people's, I think a lot of free, people's freedom comes from the need for time. And I think it's tough because it feels like a contradiction in some ways, but I do think that a lot of the time if people had more money, they would probably have that more time because because even then it's kind of like, well, if if money is that metric that people go by in some ways if you had more if you had more money today if you're mm-hmm. uh, working for a company that you someone came along and said okay i'll give you the same amount of money but you do one day a week you'd probably take that because it without doubt yeah exactly so in i guess the easy i mean in a business sense to look at the way of gaining back control straight away is is this idea of having more money because i think that so many people probably waste a lot of their i mean their time kind of doing jobs that are not paying them enough or is not the most efficient way to earn income. I know I feel like I'm contradicting myself, but I do feel it might work. I think what I'm saying here is that if you can have that like maximal money that we talk about, so if you can earn to your good potential, which is again, then it doesn't matter so much about how your, what choices you make. You are just using the skill sets or creating businesses that are going to become good profitable assets. You that make you that money that Mm -hmm. you want quicker which then frees you up for the time. And then I think, I think that's, I think probably when I come, when I think about it, I think probably the root of people's lack of control is often the money. First of all, I feel like that's one of those yeah, Maslow's. I, I was just about to say. It's one of those Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's kind of like people got up that level of control. And I think that, I think there's a massive psychological um, sort of component to mm-hmm. um, control. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, there's lots of books you can read on there. There's, there's a psychology on it. I think a lot of us have been obviously grown up with that idea that money kind of calls the shots in some ways. Right. And I, I think I think there's a massive paradigm shift that ultimately has to happen, which is, I think, where people get trapped is so many people pursue the money uh, under the illusion that the money is going to buy them the time. But actually, if you pursue the time first then the money will ultimately come quicker to you. So, for example, if your goal is to get to earn 100000 let's say, right? That's your goal. Rather than I want to be more free, I want to have more time, your goal is I want to get 100000 because if I get 100000 then I can take time off work. But what happens is ultimately in your journey to get to the 100000 you at your lifestyle ends up, because you're ultimately not happy because you don't have the freedom, you compensate for that lack of freedom with material things and other things. So then the cost of your lifestyle goes up. And then um, from that, 
you then are spending more money, which means that 100,000 then needs to become 200,000. And that 200,000 then needs to become 300,000 because you've not ultimately got what you want. Whereas if you pursue the time first with the goal of, I want to be able to survive with, with as much of control over my own time as I can, what then ultimately happens is it's not about getting the most amount of money it's about getting the most amount of money you can as quickly as you can and also i think you're going to have the clarity that you're constantly putting your motivations towards an actual aspirational thing rather than a monetary thing because Mm -hmm. i do think you're going to be a lot more motivated when you tell yourself look if you can get to this sort of number which i think is never going to be as high like i think you don't like nowadays like but they say like 70k is what people hit there. Happiness is enough for a lot of people to um, not be... there's no correlation between a happiness above 30k. Okay, fair enough. Which I think is also an interesting stat. Is it 30k only? 30k. Mm. After 30k, the correlation no longer exists. Mm. Up to 30k, the more money you earn, the happier you are. But after 30k, that doesn't correlate anymore. Hmm. I guess because you've got those sort of basics covered. Yeah, your then. basics are covered, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and then what's happening, presumably for most people, and I am making an assumption here, but presumably for most people, you're earning more at the expense of more time. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I would have thought. Because the person working a salaried job of, on 50K is presumably expected to put in a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. Presumably. But yeah. that is an assumption on my part, I will admit. Mm. But that's a very interesting stat, I think, to think about. Yep. Anyway, let's take a quick <laughs> break. Uh, we need to thank the sponsor of the show, University of Northampton, who have been sponsoring the show for quite some time now. Um, so a massive thank you to them for their support. Uh, not least of all, because Gem and I went there. We are graduates. We are alumni. Mm-hmm. We are is it what's what's the multiple oh no alumni is multiple what's the singular for alumni is it alumni or is it alumnus alumni alumni don't have a clue alum alum al- alumnums <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's where you kind of graduated but it didn't all sink in <laughs> you're an alumnum <laughs> um Yes, but but a massive thank you to them for their support of the show. They're a great fit for us as sponsors, um, not least because we went there, but also because um, they have a massive focus on change, what they call change maker and social enterprise and just having a positive impact, uh, mainly through business ventures, through charities um, and things like that. It's heavily integrated into uh, the university lifestyle there, um, both as part of courses, as part of programs that they run on the side, um, it's integrated into Freshers' Week, Students' Union stuff. It's literally embedded everywhere. This whole change maker idea, um, and they've been awarded uh, the Ashoka U Change Maker Campus uh, status uh, in recognition of that. So, if you are thinking, yeah, okay, I do want a degree, I do want to study um, a certain area, but there's also this idea that's been in the back of my head for a while i've wanted to set up a business maybe set up a charity because i want to make a change to the world then really do check out northampton university at northampton.ac.uk and i think you'll be very happy that you did Uh, so massive thank you again to the university of northampton for their support of the show boom um so yeah next thing i wanted to talk about is this sort of 
this idea of somebody could be in one job and feel out of control and the other person could actually in the same job could feel in control. And I think a lot of the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause a lot of time people are actually doing jobs. I think it goes back to what you said before is they're having the, it's this idea of the strategic plan because you can be doing a crap job that feels that someone else is in control of your life. But then on the flip side, you could be in your head thinking, haha, well, at least I know I'm saving this money towards me going and doing X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And I think, that's the the sort of difference there is who feels like they're in the driving seat of what of your life really right. and i think a lot of the time a lot of people don't feel that way i feel like a lot of the time other people's sort of agendas are sort of taken up or it feels like that boss controls who what i do and where i am mm. and that's why for me like i guess as entrepreneurs or as that's the thing for me that is so appealing is that i want to feel that i call the shots on what i do and when i do right. it Right. And that's where me and you are very much the same. And I work in a very, my kind of system of working is I like to have a very thorough to-do list. And then I like to work at them at my pace in the order that I want to do them. I hate when somebody tells me what is, what should or shouldn't be a priority of mine. But do you think that everybody it's has... a big frustration of mine because I'm like, well, I know that I've got to get to it. Let me get to it. I guess that's the freedom side, right? Because, and freedom and control side, because I know what's a priority for me, because I know what fulfills me most of all out of that to-do list, um, whatever it might be. Um, and so I want to do it in that order. But then somebody's like, well, no, no, because this is my priority, because this fulfills me and my goals. And I guess ultimately what it is, or I guess what you're talking about is, um, it's the perspective of it. Because there's always somebody, always somebody that wants to, I don't know, be a shop owner mm -hmm. or somebody that's dreamed of owning their own shop. Okay. There's also always somebody that's gone. I really want to be a teacher or there's always somebody that's gone. I really want to be a doctor or there's always somebody that's gone. I really want to be a footballer. None of those appeal to me whatsoever. None of them, but there's always somebody that does. And so they're always aiming for those goals and so that's why you have some people that you're like, I don't understand. Like the people that studied maths at A-level. And I'm like, I have no idea why you would even want to do that because I hated maths at GCSE. They're like, oh, no, well, I really like uh, so somebody that I know that's gone into data analysis. And I'm like, yawn. But they're like, no, but, I like, love it, yeah. but like data can be beautiful and like you can turn these numbers into the, look at these graphs that somebody's turning out from data. That's just data and they've made it look beautiful and... And so there's that curiosity uh, in the numbers. Uh, but you can never really truly appreciate it from your perspective because your goals are different. And I suppose that's where the challenge can come when you're in a workplace, for example, where your goals are very different to those of your colleagues or even, heaven forbid, your boss. And so then that's where you become frustrated at work because you feel like your needs aren't being met and... Of course they're not because they're different to everyone else's. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of what you were saying? Yeah, 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 I guess in some ways. I guess that's a different sort of perception. That's sort of a perspective even. That's kind of looking at differences in people's goals. But then I think there's probably a lot of people that are surrounded by people in a workplace where they all feel a bit like out of perspective or probably their bigger priority because they're just like, well, I've just got a job and I just do my job rather than I'm actually in it but i don't know i guess i guess a lot of people probably just sometimes feel like an outsider in what they're doing right especially if you're in like general nine to five like i don't right. know i don't know it's really hard to say because Could you i give an example not particularly but i just feel like 
I don't know. I feel like for us now, it's kind of like you fall out of that <laughs> nine to five sort of mindset in some way. So mm-hmm. in my head, nothing feels worse than the idea of doing that. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like it's kind of like, well, I've actually had that control over my own time mm-hmm. and what I do. But then I guess I was going to kind of raise a point whether like um, in some ways, like when people say oh, it's a brilliant time to be entrepreneurial, to be to decide to kind of go out on your own terms yeah. is this idea of like um, compliance recently, like is it like being compliant. And actually I feel that for us, it's kind of like we tasted the, the opportunity that we can actually have control. Yeah. And then I feel like obviously the whole educational system throughout is all mm. about this compliance and doing things yeah. in a certain structure. And so, but then I wonder if that's already going against a sort of natural human mm. nature of being free and kind of pursuing. Because like you say, there's someone who will creatively pursue and do data and maybe gets a nine to five. But I think for me, but then again, you look into companies becoming more flexible. And I wonder whether we're kind of moving towards this more, I don't know, it's kind of like, businesses being in control but not kind of i think they're giving back the opportunity for employees but also well why okay. there's a massive drive so I'm, gonna for be, I'm gonna be super cynical here go on then. are they really giving that freedom back no but i think even even or, as, or have they realized that they have no choice but to do it yeah but at the same time even if it's an illusion like my i met my friend recently the other day and he was like oh i just can't leave this company they let me come into work when i want leave when i want they let me um study like do extra like courses and stuff when i want he's like oh, i really want to go freelance but it's just like the perks of this job are so good and i i in my head again cynically i'm thinking actually is that just because it's that next they've released some of the underpinnings of control you don't have to wear a suit anymore you don't have to be in at nine and have to clock out or work later Mm -hmm. and so now companies are slightly moving to that kind of here you've still you've got slightly more control now because if you come at half nine it's not a problem yeah and i just feel like we've bit that sort of apple of actually wow you could physically if you obviously puts in a lot of work but have complete control over your time Mm-hmm. To well, a well, your, your friend in that situation has got a um, scarcity mindset. Yeah. Because they're going, I've got it so good here. Would I ever be able to find another job as good as this mm-hmm. if it all goes tits up if I go out on my own? But then example. on the flip side of that, is that, but his reason to probably stay is that there is certainty in salary. There is mm-hmm. control in the sense that he has a job, he has structure and stuff like that. So I do think that... I think after how many years that we've been pursuing this, that there's a constant reprogramming of like how you look at it. Like to you, that seems mental. (coughs) But to me, one year, say in the first year, I might thought, oh, wow, if that company gives you freedom and you don't have to get as many holidays. And I think that's why a lot of companies are doing it because people are aware. But then I feel like, I don't know. In my head, I wonder whether people can, could most people handle complete control? of their own time you said this a lot actually you have said this a lot and it just is something that i think that is is very positive in some ways but also very like i think ultimately that's where side hustles come from though right isn't it Mm. because as you said like with me i know what i'm aiming for and that's why i'm being strategic um the people that may not necessarily have a clear kind of ambition for something. That's not to say they don't have ambitions, mm. but they don't have a clear kind of like, that's my North star. Mm. Those are the sorts of people that are perfectly happy to, 
to mm. work in a corporate environment where they've but, got these freedoms, et cetera, et cetera. But I also feel the same for myself. It's like I have no strategic goal of what I want to achieve. It's just the things I pursue and I enjoy, I want to squeeze them to the max, not because of anything, mm-hmm. but because I enjoy them. So yeah. the reason I do a podcast is because I enjoy it and I want something to have, and I want that to go as far as it can go. I don't want to add more. If it, if it can, like I say to you all the time, I don't want to add more time to my life, all my businesses that I have. Yeah. It's not that I want to squeeze them and work in them all the time. I'm always working backwards and say, well, actually, would I want to have to be in there four days a week and do three days of podcast or this and that? And so yeah. I'm kind of on that basis where it's that sort of, oh, well, after 30K or whatever, I'm not going to say how much I earn or whatever, but like after that, are you happy? And then after that, it's just you're kind of enjoying and you can just, then you're kind of, because in some ways there is no control there for me. Like it's not that I'm trying to strategically do anything, but at the same time I don't have to worry about all those sort of basics being covered. And so you know you've got those because they're covered. Yeah. And so everything else is just more. It's experimenting. Experimenting, yeah, and just seeing what that potential is in yeah. something. But I just obviously I think whether people have to get to that base level first, and then it becomes more. Because I do think you speed up once those sort of monetary baselines are done. Yeah, but I think. And again, it goes back to our minimal viable living thing. A lot of people don't know what that base is. Mm. And I think that's one of the, honestly, check that episode out. It is one of the most crucial sort of exercises I think you can do if you are trying to assess what you need in order to have complete control. Because I think you will be astounded to find how low that base level is to know how much you need to earn per week, per month, per year. I think you'll be astounded and you're like, that's all I need to survive and I'm working my ass off for that. Um, And I think that then changes your perspective because then if your North Star is just, I want more time to do the things that I want to do, whatever that might be, even if that is, do you know what? I really wish I could just live playing, live my life playing video games all day. Mm -hmm. If that's what you want, cool. But you need to know what you need to get in order to survive first before mm. you can start even thinking about aiming for that because yeah. that's the first step to control obviously. Yeah, the first yeah exactly the first the very first step is how much money do i minimum minimum how much money do i need to earn in order to live then from there you can start being strategic because let's say because then you're just thinking you're being strategic in the sense that you just think okay well now how is the quickest way i cover that money mm-hmm. And then from there, you're going to basically, that is like, I I genuinely believe if most people could do that, that exercise like what you put forward is just know your minimal. And then you've just got to figure out a business model or a model that kind of gets that paid off as quick as possible. Because then after that, your stress levels reduce massively because it's covered and it's done. Well, let's say, let's say, let's do a quick rundown. Let's say you need to do, you need to earn a thousand pounds a month to live. Okay, that's it which I don't think is an unreasonable amount. You've done it before, right? I've done, <laughs> done, I've it done less. less than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, £1,000 a month. You're not going to live a, a wonderful lifestyle on that, but let's say it's 1000 okay? That's going to cover your rent, your food, and your bills, right? If it's 1000 that means you have to earn 250 quid a week, okay? Now, if you're earning minimum wage, that's going to be a little bit tougher, but let's say you're earning £10 an hour. That means you only have to work 25 hours a week. Mm-hmm. that's a part-time job that's mm-hmm. a part-time job and you've got all your bases covered yeah don't need to work full-time yeah but then if you've got a skill set I, I know my friend who's gone out self-employed he's now 
his day rate's more than that. Like well, that's what I'm saying. Like because ten pounds fairly achievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten pound an hour is very achievable. But if you've got a good skill set in something, you can get paid way better than that. And that uh-huh. means what you work one day a, a week, and that's it. And the mm-hmm. rest of your time is off. But I just think it creates that bed of like security and then from there that's when you'll have the opportunity you're the chance and the time to take on bigger opportunities mm-hmm. but then that will come with a whole level yeah. of okay bloody hell i've got four days of a week now how much you're in control because you right. you'll place your own control and that's a whole different struggle in itself but well that's it as well and also you know you think okay i have to earn 250 quid a week so 25 hours a week let's say you work 48 hours a week, so full time, full, full time, 48 hours a week for three months. You've then got three months spare mm-hmm. floating about. So then you can start experimenting, start mm-hmm. tweaking things and start investing in other projects and things like that. That's where the freedom comes because you know you can't have it's like like creativity. You can't be creative with no boundaries and no rules. And I think a lot of people are kind of gliding through life just kind of going just more money more money more money more money and they don't understand the rules of the game that they're playing which is earn this this your goal is if you're you're playing a game your goal this week is to earn x amount of money tick done next week your goal is to earn this amount of money tick done your goal next week okay earn the same amount of money working less hours and then you start playing and start tweaking these ideas and then suddenly things start to unlock for you because you're playing within the game because the game is I have to have my bases covered and then so long as that is achieved, the rest is entirely up to you. Mm-hmm. I want to sort of round up this episode with a sort of like Jerry Springer final thought. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> And I think the the key here really in the whole sense of control is I think that as long as you know within yourself that you are in the driving seat, that you are in control, I think that is a really empowered place to be for anybody. I think stop thinking that everybody else is the one calling the shots on your life Mm -hmm. because the minute you know that your actions are your choice and the actions going forward are your choice, then I believe you will get the things you want. And it yeah. doesn't, when we say get the things you want, it don't have to be like these massive things we say. It's, it's a lifestyle you might want to build. It's very mm-hmm. easy. And that's why yeah. it's what we're trying to say is that what we're pushing is not to make the million pound business. We're yeah. just saying, what if you want to earn 50 grand a year and enjoy yourself and go on holiday? It's so much easier nowadays. My friend just mm-hmm. messaged me this morning saying, Jem, today's the first day I'm now earning more than I earned when I was working a nine to five. And he's like, I wish I'd done it sooner. I don't know why I put so much pressure on myself to think it was such a big thing. Mm-hmm. And not that that's, that's one way of doing it, but it was just yeah. for him, he didn't know that was possible. And so I think you've just got to kind of explore these opportunities, really. He took control in that moment and he, he's getting the outcome he wants. Yeah. And so it's just that idea that you've just got to get to that point where just you know that you are calling the shots. Mm-hmm. And I think my final thought... Here we go. Uh, <laughs> is, <laughs> is that... Um, and it kind of links into last week's episode, but if you have, if you know what, what the freedom is that you're fighting, the freedom to do what, once you know what that is and you know what you need in order to achieve that freedom, you will find that you'll have the audacity to just point blank ask for it. Like when I went into my new day job for that interview, I didn't need that job because I had what I needed because I knew what I, what bases I needed covered. I already had that in the job that I that existed it's just that if i wanted to progress then 
it would have been a benefit for me to have that job, but only within certain parameters. Because I looked at it, I went in and I went, right, this, I basically went, this is what I want. It was about, I, I basically went in there and you know, what can you do for me? Yeah. <laughs> because I can, I can offer you the solution to your problem. So what are you going to give me in return? Because I, I knew what freedoms I was working towards and I knew what I required. So I went, well, I want flexibility. It needs to be a minimum this amount. And if you can't do that, then let's end it here. Mm-hmm. And I was so ballsy when I went into that meeting and it was sold straight away because, because I was so ballsy, I think partly. And you knew that you was willing to walk away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think if you have that in your mind, then th- again, things start to unlock for you. Lovely. Awesome. So we'll wrap it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, um, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed yet on iTunes or Stitcher, then please do so. And more importantly than ever, leave us some reviews because we are still quite quiet on the review front. It really does help to get the word out there for the show. Um, so you can do that uh, or find out how to do that at powerfulnonce.com forward slash review. Um, and that tells you how to do an iTunes review uh, for the show. Please, five stars or more. So we'll wrap it up there. Um, so thanks for tuning in and we will catch you next time. See you later. Thank you.